Welcome to Field Notes by Ag Choice, a podcast series covering timely, relevant topics for Pennsylvania's agricultural and rural communities. Each episode will include an interview of an Ag Choice expert or one of our industry partners discussing information you need to know. My name is Rachel Sadison, and with me today is Dan Fay, Ag Choice's Accounting Services Manager, and Dan Brogan, former Ag Choice Loan Officer and now Business Development Officer. On November 18th, the U.S. Treasury Department and Internal Revenue Service, IRS, issued guidance clarifying that business expenses paid with the Paycheck Protection Program, PPP funds, that are forgiven cannot be deducted for federal tax purposes. Dan Brogdon and Dan Fay have been closely following the PPP program and related guidance and will discuss what this means for farms and agribusinesses with PPP loans. Dan and Dan, thanks for joining me. Glad to be here, Rachel. It's great to take part in this, Rachel. So, Dan Fay, we'll start with a question for you. Could you explain more about this new guidance which clarifies the tax treatment of PPP expenses? Sure. So, what happened is last week the IRS issued what's called Revenue Ruling 2020-27. And what that boils down to is this. Uh, Any expenses that you paid with funds from a PPP loan are not going to be deductible on your 2020 tax return, whether the loan has been forgiven or not. And even if you haven't even applied for forgiveness yet, you won't be able to take those deductions. And the only real qualifier to that statement is that you have to be reasonably sure that the loan will be forgiven. What does reasonably sure mean? It basically means if you think it will be forgiven, don't take the deductions. Now, this is going to have the effect of increasing the taxable income on your return as there will be less write-offs to take. So as an example, if you had $100,000 of income with $50,000 in write-offs, that's $50,000 in taxable income. But if write-offs get reduced to $25,000, now you have $75,000 in taxable income. And what the IRS did was clarify a lot of the questions surrounding these expenses. They put it in black and white for all of us. Uh, and it will affect different people differently. So as with any tax ruling, I would strongly urge everyone to revisit with your tax professional to see how this will specifically affect you. So Dan, say, continuing with that discussion, since your role is related to the accounting side, how do you expect accountants to handle these expenses on 2020 tax returns? Well, I see them being handled in one of two ways mainly. Uh, and I think it's best illustrated with an example. So I'm going to use the example of a $100,000 PPP loan that was used entirely for payroll expenses and we're expecting it to be entirely forgiven. So the first way I see it being treated is to put the full amount of payroll expenses on the applicable line for that item on your tax return and then put a negative expense on another line on the return to remove what is now going to be non-deductible. So let's say you have $150,000 in total payroll expenses. So on the payroll expense line, you're going to see $150,000 deduction. But then on another part of the return, most likely the other deductions or miscellaneous deductions line, you'll see a negative $100,000. And after those two net together, you're left with a $50,000 deduction, not the original $150,000. Um, I think this approach is going to make it easier to pick out the PPP loans and to pick out the effect that they're having and not skew your trends from year to year. 
going to make it a lot easier on people that use tax returns for information, like your loan officer, for example. Mm-hmm. The second method I could see happening is to net the non-deductible part of it on the exact same line as you put the normal expenses. So to use the same numbers, you would only have one entry on your tax return, which would be for a $50,000 deduction on the payroll line, the 150 minus the 100. It gets you to the same answer at the end of the day, but what it's going to do, I think, is kind of hide the PPP effect on the return, which could end up skewing your trends if you're looking year over year or confusing someone that's reading that return or trying to extract some information from it. So, Dan Brogdon, my next question is for you. What do you see as areas of the guidance that may still be unclear, and how could those impact farms? Well, Rachel, the first one is that IRS didn't tell us how to handle fiscal year-end taxpayers. This is really a very small minority of situations since most taxpayers choose a calendar year-end instead of a fiscal year-end. So if you file based on a fiscal year-end, consult your tax accountant on how they plan to handle this um, guidance about um, not being able to deduct deduct the expenses. But really, the most interesting unclear situation occurs when some of the PPP forgiveness results from 2019 net earnings from self-employment. This situation might result in uh, some tax-free loan forgiveness. So, So if you had a positive 2019 net Schedule C, F, or K-1 self-employment earnings. You can look at your K-1 if you're a partner, and if you're a positive, uh, it's box 14 minus box 12. Um, This would have generated part of your uh, PPP loan, or in some cases, all of your PPP loan. So the formula that was used on the application was the 2019 uh, net Schedule C or F, or that adjusted K-1, and then it was divided by 12 to come up with a monthly amount and then times two and a half. So basically like two and a half months worth of net profit. And Okay, now there was a cap on this though. And the cap was um, was $20,833 was the most that it could add um, to your eligible amount for a PPP loan. So... So you look at your your tax return, that Schedule C after that K-1, and it was basically around 21% of that uh, that positive amount. If you had a loss, then then this really isn't going to impact you. Okay, so if we look at um, you know what Dan Fay had to say about not being able to deduct the expenses, well, when we're dealing with profit, there's really no corresponding tax deductible expense for a profit. You know, a profit is a profit. So this portion of the PPP loan forgiveness, we really think until the IRS tells us otherwise that this is going to be a non-taxable event. So we might have a part of the PPP forgiveness that's based on that net profit um, not being taxable. So in the case where we have some proprietors where all of their PPP loan was based on net profit, um, so they they might not have to pay uh, taxes on their PPP loan forgiveness. Thanks, Dan. So as we wrap up here today, another one for you, Dan Brogdon, what are your recommendations for the next steps that borrowers with PPP loans should take? Well, I'd have to say my, my advice is first is there's really no hurry to apply because you have 
10 months from the end of your covered period to apply for PPP loan forgiveness. But now that we have a better understanding of the income tax re uh, reporting, there's really no reason to wait um, any longer. And you can start to develop a strategy by developing, the, uh, by downloading the Ag Choice Checklist. And you can download the Ag Choice Checklist at agchoice.com front slash SBA loans. So by using the, the checklist, you can determine what loan, um, what forgiveness application form you can file. There's three different application forms you can choose from, and the checklist walks you through that, that process. So um, within, it was back in October, the, the form 3508S application uh, was released for the loan size is of 50000 or less. So if you're under $50,000, the S stands for, for simple or simplified, and you're not subject to any of the FTE or salary reduction tests that some of the, the larger borrowers are subject to. Uh, now, you still need to provide documentation to show that you use the money on, on payroll or other qualified non-payroll expense, but really this if you're 50,000 or S, you're going to want to choose this option. If you're over $50,000, you still might qualify for the EZ application form. And there's an EZ um, application form qualification questionnaire in the EZ form instructions, which are, uh, again, located on our website at, at um, agchoice.com forward slash SBA loans. But if you're not sure, whether or not one of the questions will ask you whether or not you um, maintain FTEs or pay rates during your covered period. If you're not sure about that, then the, the regular 3508 um, or the longer format might be your best choice. And the Ag Choice PPP forgiveness calculator can help you uh, help guide you through that process of using that long form. Um, I want you to know that really, regardless of your loan size or your application form, choosing the 24-week covered period because you have the, the you have the option between eight-week or 24-week uh, covered period. But by choosing the 24-week covered period and focusing in on payroll expenses alone and payroll uh, documentation, this will usually uh, result in 100% loan forgiveness with the minimum amount of documentation. So. As you develop your strategy, you know, really the, you know, one of the most important things that I, I see is um, to determine the start and the end date of your covered period. So you can match that up with the, the checklist documentation that you need to um, start to compile. So just as a reminder, your covered period started on the date that we sent you the loan proceeds. It's not the date of your loan paperwork. It's the date that we actually either wire the funds to you or cut or cut the check. If you're not sure, you know, ask your loan officer or, or call in uh, to our customer care center. Um, so overall, you, you use that checklist to, um, to determine which documents you need to submit. It will walk you through that process. So and the focus is really on payroll. And if you have payroll reports from a third-party provider, then you're going to be all set. Um, and but if you don't, then we're going to be looking uh, for you to submit uh, payroll tax 
uh, filings for the quarters that overlapped your covered period and the bank account statements to show the money coming out of your bank account for your payroll runs and payroll um, payroll tax filings. So really, in, in summary, you know, you know, start out by downloading that checklist you know, determine which application you're going to file and which, what documentation you need to gather. Great next steps. Thanks, Dan. And thanks to both of you for helping us to better understand this recent guidance and the impacts of farms and agribusinesses with PPP loans. Thanks for having me, Rachel. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Rachel, and um, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Listen to other episodes of Field Notes by AgChoice posted at agchoice.com slash podcast.